Hey guys, so first I wanted to say thank you for listening through my episodes, even though they don't sound the best. I'm soon going to be getting a setup, and I can't wait to have a setup to speak because I have so much I want to say. So if you're listening, again, thank you, and I appreciate you, and it's all love. Today I wanted to talk about my why, why I began speaking, why I began sharing, why I began writing and creating and being of service to other people, and how that got me where I am right now, just in my life. And I've shared my testimony so many times with numerous amount of people on every single platform, like time after time again, because it is so powerful how the experiences of other people and what we've got through can ignite and light in other people. Knowing someone got through something that we see or judge as so hard really pushes us to want to keep trying. And that's beautiful. That is so beautiful. And that is what life's all about, connecting planting seeds, doing and doing and loving, but not the doing that causes strain and suffering and stress, but the doing that's just like, I'm doing and I'm being and I'm creating and I'm loving and I'm going to show other people that even though that there's cycles of abuse and trauma and suffering, we can choose to want different. We can choose to heal our past lineages and our future ones. So, I'm going to begin. In the year 2020, I was 19. And I was admitted into a mental health and behavioral hospital on suicide watch. And that was the worst day of my life. I couldn't have my son with me. Me and my son's dad were split up. I was going through all these things mentally. I was in a place physically I didn't want to be. I I was so lost and confused. I was abusing Xanax. I was an alcoholic. I was abusing nicotine. I was just so hurt and I did not want to be alive. Thankfully, my older sister was able to set something up for a lady to pick me up and take me to a place in Florence, Arizona. And when I was there, it was so uncomfortable. It was I was around grown men in one room that was really big with two big TVs on the walls. And there were chairs about a couple feet from one another. And that's where everyone was. I sat in a chair and there were people in a row in front of me and in my row in a dark room all day all night unless they had a bright light on in front of those TVs. We couldn't get up at all unless we need to go to the bathroom. And I was there about two days. And I didn't have no book, no phone, no nothing. And it was just me in my head around these grown men. I was so uncomfortable because I suffered from a lot of sexual abuse and physical, mental, emotional that also rooted from men. 
also women, but a lot for men too. So I was uncomfortable being a young girl alone. I felt vulnerable and unsafe. That wasn't the best experience for me, and that made me feel even worse. So a couple days went by, and I finally got transferred to a hospital in Phoenix, Arizona called Haven. And I was all around adults also that were going through mental health problems and young adults. And I was there for a while. Oh, my son's waking up. Um, I'm probably talking too loud. So I was there for a while, and I hated it there. I did not want to be there. I kept telling them, I just want to leave. I'm okay. I'm okay. And I was so uncomfortable. I wouldn't want to eat because I didn't want to go around people. I was so anxious, and I just, it wasn't the business for me. While I was in there, I kept trying to receive a book because I just wanted to read, but they didn't have any books. So every day I would ask them, can I have a book? Can I have a book? And they'd say, we don't have any books today. So I was on the phone with my son's dad one day while I was in there. And I suffered from really bad codependency issues. And I was really attached to him. And I didn't know anything else. I didn't want anything else if he wasn't with me because I was comfortable and my lack of love and support from parents, my parents growing up, resulted in me becoming attached to him because he was all I known and he was giving me that love and attention that I wanted and that I craved from lack of in my childhood, in my adolescent years. So I was telling him, please, let's just be together, like, please, like, begging and crying to him, and not in a manipulative way, but in a way that's like, I need you, and I cannot exist without you, and I don't want to exist without you. And that was very selfish of me, because I, we already had had our son, but it was coming from a place of pain, and in a sense, I couldn't see past anything other than that. It was so, my vision was just him. And if I didn't have him, I didn't feel good. I didn't feel worthy. I didn't feel loved. And that's, that's what I was dealing with in that moment. So he was telling me that we cannot be together until we both learn to love ourselves and that everything happens for a reason. And I have really bad memory. I do. So I don't remember a lot of things, but that is one thing I will never, ever forget. Because it is what led me down the path I am on right now. Those words being told to me and what I did with those words. So I was really dedicated to, in that moment, to understanding understanding what it meant to love myself. I was so confused. I was telling him, what does that even mean? And he didn't and couldn't tell me anything else. So I actually do feel like that was God speaking to me through him with those couple sentences.
It was it was insane. He told me, we cannot be together until you learn to love yourself and everything happens for a reason. So when we got off the phone, I started asking myself and out loud, like, how can I learn to love myself? What does that even mean? What does it mean? Like, everything happens for a reason. This is such a shitty circumstance that I'm in. How can everything happen for a reason? Why is this happening to me? I was really in a victim mindset. So thankfully, one of the people that I have became acquainted with while in the hospital, he gave me a book. And when I was in there, he gave me that book and it was called The Mastery of Love by Don Miguel Ruiz. And that is the first book that I received on this path. And it really changed my life. I'm getting emotional. Um, so I began reading it while I was in there. And I started, I just became so blissful. I was so happy. I was like, wow, this is the answer to what I was asking. And this is what it means that everything's happening for a reason. And I started highlighting and reading and I felt good instantly. I felt better instantly. I had clear vision. I was, I felt, I don't know, I felt so different. That book planted seeds. Desmond, my son's dad, planted seeds. And it was my choice to water those seeds. So I continued to water them and water them. When I came out of the hospital, I was put on to medication. I was diagnosed with severe depression, social anxiety, BPD, paranoia, CPTSD, and they gave me medication for those, and they signed me up with a therapist, but that therapist kept telling me to come another day, and they never went through with my appointments, so I gave up on myself in that aspect. I was like, you know what, I'm not going to keep doing this. So eventually... I ran out of the meds and I decided, you know what, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Those medications, those drugs, they made me feel like a robot. I couldn't even cry with my sister. She she was standing in front of me, I remember this clearly, crying to me, telling me how she felt and how she was going through her things mentally. And I felt the need to cry, but I couldn't cry. And I hated that so bad because I wanted to be that for her. I wanted her to know that I feel her. I hear her and I see her. But I couldn't even cry. And that got me angry. That got me angry. And I was questioning, why Why is this like this? So I started diving, diving dip, deeper. Um, the Don Miguel Reese, the how the drugs were altering my way of feeling. And... I had an awakening, a shift in my timeline, in my consciousness, in my existence. So I began to eat differently. I began to go natural with my products and I went outside more and I started reading more and I started putting myself out there more. And 
I just started reprogramming my mind. As I was reprogramming my mind, I just started realizing more and unlearning more. And I've been through so many obstacles these past three years with my spiritual path and my awakenings and my path of remembrance. But there's nothing that I would change. I no longer suffer from depression. I no longer suffer from social anxiety, from the symptoms of BPD, from the paranoia, or the symptoms that mentally come with CPTSD. But all these things are still stored in my body. And I don't trust that it's completely there, but every day I am removing it because trauma gets stored in the body, in the actual cells. And although it's been some years and I've been doing the healing with the vibrations that it was on a cellular level and the physical exercising and the detoxing, there's still things that I'm dealing with and healing that came from the years and years and years of abuse that I experienced. The cycles that I was a part of, my whole nervous system still needs regulating. Uh, my heart, I could wake up from a nap and my nervous system will be out of whack. I would be go, go, go. My heart would be beating like crazy. And that's because of years of being in fight or flight so much. So I'm still healing my body, but my mind is no longer suffering in the ways that it was. I I remember being a little girl and just wanting to die. Feeling so empty, not feeling loved. And I hated it so much. And it wasn't me just creating these things in my mind, but it was me not realizing that these things that were getting projected into my mind were not really me. Other people were projecting their abuse onto me. And being an innocent child, of course you don't know any better. You only know what you're being like taught and shown and what you see others doing. And that's all that I knew. I literally have experienced so much abuse and trauma that it's not even funny. And I hope to go deep into this about experiences one day, just so other people can know that they're not alone and that I was able to get through these things, not because I didn't go through things, but because I just wanted more for myself. And I decided I don't want to suffer anymore. This is a safe space. And I think it's important for all of us to have a safe space. That's my why, though. Basically, I changed my life. I changed my life because I wanted more. And if I didn't experience every single thing that I experienced up until now, things would be different. So I'm thankful for the abuse and for the trauma and for 
all the troubles and things that I went through. I wouldn't change anything. And I am always so grateful for my son's dad. And I tell him that all the time. Because those words that he told me literally allowed me to shift. Love is a very powerful thing. And our perspective is even more promising because someone can be showing you love. And if your perspective is blurred, you won't see it. You will get defensive. You allow your ego to take control. He could have told me those things and I could have been like, I know, I know. Or ignore him or what are you talking about? You don't even know what you're talking about. Or flip it on to him in some way. Those words planted seeds, and it was two sentences. So that's why I do what I do. Because I was able to change my life, and I know that if I share tools, other people can get these tools, make them into their own tools, and change their own lives with them. A real spiritual teacher, healer, coach, a shaman, any type of healer knows that we cannot heal a person. We can only give the tools so a person can heal themselves. You are your own healer. You are your own creator. You are the master of your reality. And you can create anything that you want. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter where you are, the things you've been through, everything's important. But those aren't limitations around your healing and around your expansion and around your evolution. You are limitless. You are formless. You have a body to express your human experience, but you are spirit, energy, love. And that can be manipulated. We come here to manipulate that And once I realized these laws of the universe, of life, of experience and existence, it all got so much more clear because I looked at the bigger picture and I got out of that suffering victim mindset. There's this quote, forgot who it's by, and it says, Don't take serious what the gods made for fun. We are supposed to be enjoying life, experiencing it and having fun and playing and loving. And although the sadness and the grief and the anger, all those natural human emotions come with that, that doesn't mean that we still cannot play and have fun. So ask yourself, am I taking things too seriously? Am I holding on to things that happened to me that no longer serve me, that did never, that they never served me or my highest purpose or my higher self? Now, you don't have to believe in God. I don't know who you believe in. If you believe Jesus is God, Buddha, 
if you're an atheist, whatever. But all of these teachers, Jesus, Buddha, everybody, they, they, were, they were teachers. And those teachers were real people. Now, if you want them to be your God, that is beautiful and that is perfect. But ask yourself, in times and situations, in moments of pain and despair, what would Jesus do? What would Buddha do? What would my highest self that operates from love and understanding and compassion do right now? We are in a time where masses and masses and masses of people are awakening to truths and their true selves and natural healing and our spiritual essence and our connection to God through everything. Oh, that is what's happening right now. And this new earth isn't going to wait for anybody. So you have a choice. You always have a choice. Do you want to be a person that is a master of their experience? Or do you want to continue to be a victim to the suffering? Everything is hard. Everything is hard. I promise you. I did not get where I am right now with it being easy at all. It is so difficult, but it is also difficult being depressed, not having purpose and being hateful and angry and always getting defensive and arguing and having to say something. That doesn't feel good at all. And I don't care what nobody says, it does not feel good. If you are a person that enjoys being negative, I know you don't feel good. And that's okay. And that's okay. It's no judgment, but I know you don't feel good. And if you want to feel good, all you have to do is choose different. It will be uncomfortable at first. I promise you it will be so uncomfortable at first. So uncomfortable. And each month, each year, each day that you continue down this path of dedication to yourself, to the collective, to your family, to your ancestral healing, it's going to be uncomfortable because you're going to have new realizations. You're going to have just whoa moments. Your ego is going to get out of whack sometime. And you're going to be like, whoa, dude, what was that? That's not me. Chill out. There's going to be time, okay? And I promise you that does not mean you're a bad person. That does not mean that you aren't greatness, that you aren't God, that you aren't love, that you aren't that pure love energy, God energy, that pure oneness, that connection. It's just we're healing through shit and that's okay. We're getting through shit. In my life, 
I was not only a person that was getting abused, but I was also an abuser. I was also toxic. I was a narcissist. I had narcissistic tendencies. And I didn't realize it. But I was raised by two narcissists, so you only you can only get what you're given until you know more and you're able to unlearn. And when I say narcissist, it's the same as depression. It's just a bunch of traits and qualities bundled up into one name. Oh, my son's waking up. But I was also an abuser until I gained self-awareness and I started checking myself. That was the beginning. I had to check myself. It was uncomfortable, like, wow, I really am this way. I had to have other people around me tell me how I'm being. And you know how hard that is for the ego? You know how defensive we get? Imagine how defensive you get when someone tells you one little thing. You don't want to hear it. Tries to teach you something. Tries to tell you something. Defensive. I know, I know. The ego automatically builds up this wall and spirit no longer operating, no longer love. It's just ego. Hi, baby. I'm going to cut this short. I'll do a part two. But self-awareness, self-reflection, accountability. God. God, God, God. Pray, say your affirmations, connect yourself to the earth. Plant seeds. Share your stories, heal yourself, have testimonies, speak and don't be afraid. As long as it's coming from love, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where it gets, who it hits, what happens. Create from love, share from love, be from love, exist from love, and everything's going to be okay all times. Heal from love. No matter how long it takes, it can take 20 years to get through something you've been through, to heal that trauma, to detox, to heal from a physical disease or a mental disease. It can take so long, but don't give up on yourself. And in the process of healing, share with others what you're learning. That's what I did, and that's how it got easier to get and brought it into my brain because that's what I surrounded myself with. That's what I was putting out there, and that's what I was receiving. Share your journey. Love other people. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Mistakes are lessons. We're learning all the time. We're unlearning all the time. Don't stay stagnant. Our age is going on, but time isn't real. This moment is real. Although we're getting older in these numbers, if you don't choose to change, you're going to stay the same person forever. And it's okay to stay the same. But we're ever expanding, so why not want to be more, experience more, love more, create more, learn more? That's what I have to say for now. Thank you for listening. Um, I hope you enjoy. One love. Thank you, thank you.